Hi everyone, welcome to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. Thank you very much for the continued support and those that tune in on a weekly basis. I'm not going to lie, we're actually lucky that we're getting an episode because this past week has been nothing short of probably the most stressful in my life. You've probably seen now if you've read the title of the podcast, um, my flight back to Australia has been cancelled. Yes, correct. I received the dreaded email this morning at 4am just as I was about to go to sleep. Um, from Qatar Airways that my flight was indeed cancelled. That is a flight that was tentatively meant to leave originally in nine days. I just wanted to point out, this is being recorded on the 14th of July, that's a Wednesday, at 10.30pm local time, um, in being recorded live in our community Discord server if you're interested in joining. However, yeah, so I received the dreaded email with nine days notice. Not necessarily the airline's fault, I I will not blame Qatar Airways for this, Uh, because at the end of the day, they're not the government that creates the caps. If you have not listened to the previous episode of the podcast, which a lot of people seem to, I guess, enjoy getting an insight to how uh, being someone stranded in another country is finding it, I would highly recommend doing so before coming to this, just to get a bit more background. But in the last podcast, I briefly touched on, I think at the end, giving you the information saying that I was basically awaiting an email telling me that I was cancelled. Um, that has now come, and today has been a whirlwind of emotions, plenty breakdowns, and it's been a very, very stressful week, to say the least, dealing with phone calls every five minutes, <laughs> dealing with hundreds of emails, um, all you can imagine is, you can imagine the stresses of naturally trying to move back, to, like, overseas, back home, in a world without COVID, but I'm sure you can probably imagine in a world with COVID, just how difficult it is, and the precautions, For some reference, the current international caps, when I say international caps, for anyone that may be confused, that's how many citizens are allowed into the country per week, and then that's broken up into states, your states being that of Queensland, um, Western Australia, Northern Territory, Victoria, and so forth. The caps are actually at the lowest point they've been since March of 2020. Some of you might be like, that's quite staggering considering we're, what, how many months now? God, it feels like forever, but we're something like 16 or 17 months into the pandemic, or I don't know at this point, but it's still the lowest, they've dropped to the lowest they've ever had, despite everyone being vaccinated now, so it's almost like they're they're taking a backward step. They were so proactive when it came to uh, letting people in, no, sorry, not letting people in, my bad, they were so proactive to keeping the virus contained, but now they're just taking massive steps backwards while everyone tries to look forward, mainly because of a the terrible handling from the government, but we will not get too much into that. Like I said, I'm not someone that's into politics, but I will obviously be blaming them, considering they're the ones making the decisions. Uh, Where do I begin? Um, I've had this flight booked since January of this year, so I, I booked it pretty early. I booked it about eight months in advance. At the time of booking, restrictions weren't nearly as bad in Australia when it came to international arrivals. Don't get me wrong, they were still very bad, but they were nowhere near as bad as they were now. Um, I had that flight cancelled, believe it or not, in February of this year. However, it was pushed back a couple of days. Um, and then seemingly from that point onwards, I've had about 20 different time changes. Now, when I say 20 different time changes, I'm simply referring to even 10 minutes. I'm, it's It's baffling, to say the least. There was a period of time in February and March where... Almost every second day, Qatar Airways was sending me an email saying, you have uh, updated flight details. And I'd be like, what on earth has changed? And then I'd be like, you're 
I'm not even kidding when I say this, but I would genuinely be arriving into, say, Melbourne at 3.30 p.m. Two days later, they'd be like, no, you're arriving in at 4.30, then it'd be 5.30, and then a month later, it'd be back to 3.30. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I feel like if that's going to happen to you, you pretty much know you're going to be in for a cancellation, and um, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia, recently announced the caps reduction coming into effect basically from today, the 14th of July, to all states in the country, and I was almost just like, waiting. I knew I was going to be impacted. Tentatively, there's going to be a check on August the 31st with regards to the capped limits, but it's basically being reported widely that that will be in place until year's end, which means getting home is incredibly difficult, and I've encountered my first major cancellation. Uh, There was nothing I could do at 4am, so I've had about four hours sleep. That's something I've definitely been lacking in recent weeks from the stress is sleep. It's very hard to Oh, well, you know, it's been very, very hard to sort of get away from everything that's been going on. And I mean, the pressures uh, for those that watch my YouTube channels, because I don't really know the demographic of the people that listen to this. I don't know if, say, you just listen to the podcast and you don't even know I have a YouTube channel. I always run under the assumption that you've come from the YouTube channel, but that's probably naive of me to say that, given the fact that I'm, I'm pretty sure some of you may just find this on Spotify or whatever platform you're on. Um, but I do run two YouTube channels. So naturally, in the process of moving back to Australia, I had to, I've needed to prepare a lot of content to go out because video production will not be possible. So I've basically been working at, I'd say four times, five, four to five times the rate I have been. I've had, a, I've had to hire a couple of people to like voluntarily, well not, sorry, it's paid work, but they've written a script for me to then I've had to turn into a video. At one point I was making like five, six videos a day trying to um, work in advance on top of trying to pack everything up. And uh, while those videos are not useless, the original plan that I spent a whole day working on has been completely thrown out the window. And and when I say that's not the only thing, and at the end of the day, that's not even the most important thing, I, I truly mean that because uh, the cancellation has basically put me in a situation where I will not have anywhere to live. Um, for those that may be listening and are a bit younger and may not understand when I say I won't have anywhere to live because they're saying, oh, don't you live in a house? Um, when you're usually in my situation, I'm not in a position, and I think a lot of people, anyone sort of my age, is not ever able to buy a house or buy a flat. It's renting. So you have lease agreements and uh, tenancy termination dates that are prearranged based on your flight, which could not be adjusted. So basically you put in a pickle of your tenancy is terminated, but your flight gets cancelled, which means you have nowhere to live. Now, it'd be very easy for me to go and say, well, let me live in a hotel or an, uh, an apartment. No, sorry, let me live in a hotel for three weeks. But it's that sort of thing of uh, this, the, say, three weeks could easily extend to five months. And it is almost triple the amount to stay in a hotel over renting your own apartment. Believe it or not, it's a lot more expensive to stay in a hotel, which would only be one room, may I add as well. Whereas if you're staying in an apartment, you have a place you can actually cook. Because think about it, if you're staying in a hotel, there is no way you can cook your own meals, which means you're going to be spending a hell of a lot more on a on basically a, uh, a continued basis type of thing. Um, sorry, my girlfriend just texted me. My bad. Okay. Anyway, she'll appreciate that shout out in this podcast. Anyway, like I was saying, so it's a completely not a mess and I'm, I'm basically rendered without a, a home. So that is now something that needs to be sorted. Uh, I'm trying to look at getting a an extension on where I'm staying at the moment because tentatively I am flying in August now back to Australia. That is what I've managed to secure and work out. 
However, the twist is, is that I'm not flying into Melbourne anymore. I'm flying into Adelaide. For reference, that's about an eight-hour, ten-hour car drive away from uh, Melbourne. So I've paid a, I'm paid a ridiculous fee one way to get back to Australia. Mind you, this was the cheapest fare. If you want to fly Qatar Airways into Australia in the next two months and you want to buy a new ticket, you're looking at paying upwards of 15000 Australian dollars. For people that don't know the currency conversion, I will look up AUD to US because, I mean, a lot of people are probably from listening from the US, but uh, that's 11200 pardon me, American dollars, or roughly about 8000 Great British pounds. We're talking one way, and the only option is business class. Now, I've also seen tickets essentially go to... Um, I'm just seeing the Discord server go absolutely nuts because I think I've just said the price. Unless I'm... Unless I'm wrong, and maybe they're not reacting to it. But yeah, anyway, um, I say that the the cheapest you can get, and I do. I, I'm serious when I say the cheapest you can get is fifteen thousand Australian dollars, because that number has gone up to thirty thousand dollars. Now, I just like to make mention. I'm very grateful that I'm traveling solo, if you will. There's no one in my booking party. This is fifteen thousand dollars per person. Okay, so if you're a family. Or if you're in a relationship with someone, that's $30,000. I would just like to point out on compassionate grounds, and to, and this may get a bit sad, and, and it might be a thing of, I'm sorry if it's going to upset anyone, but it's a realization that I hope you know that you could have a family member die tomorrow, need to get back into the country, pay $30,000 for, say, you and your wife. No, sorry, never mind. My bad, why am I saying that? Let's just say you have an elderly parent and you're maybe 45 years of age and you have a family that need to rush back to Australia to sort out something like that. That would be $15,000 for you, $15,000 for your wife, and then on top of that for your kids. Now, need I to say that you could spend the $50,000, that does not mean you have a ticket. And you'd be like, what? I spent them? No, no. Because your flight could be cancelled the day before you fly. So you can spend $50,000. $50,000 is basically a lot of people's average yearly wage. Now, I'd like to point out that this is like, you know, you've had a family member. I know this has not happened to me, but I'm serious. If you do look up, and I briefly touched on it in the last podcast, you know, there's people that have been stuck in other countries and had their mother die overnight, get back into it, and then aren't allowed to leave on compassionate grounds, or have literally had their mother die... 10 months ago and still can't get a flight which means not only has she passed had the funeral but is you know all that's been done they haven't even seen any of their family members like it's utterly i'm very grateful that none of that has happened to me very very grateful touch wood that none of that has happened to me but it'd be wrong of me not to bring that up in a sense of someone listening to be able to better understand that it is utterly ridiculous so like i told you i paid about three thousand Australian dollars one way, and this was the cheapest fare at the time. So I've just got the Discord server open, and someone actually made uh, mention of that we're not actually including quarantine. You have to pay three thousand dollars plus to go and sit in a hotel room with no air and no opening windows, and basically airline meals three times a day. Um, you have to pay three thousand dollars. So once again, let me calculate that completely. You're looking at fifteen thousand dollars. If you want to fly in the next three months to Australia, not to be guaranteed a seat, and then three thousand dollars quarantine fee—that is eighteen thousand Australian dollars. 
That is the cheapest amount to get back one way. One way that is the cheapest. Like, when I say that, I'm, I mean, that's mental. I mean, I'm saying, again, I've got the Discord open and people are like, what on earth? And I'm, I mean, that's serious. But this gets blown under the radar because uh, I think it's utterly ridiculous. So that is the situation. My flight's being cancelled. I am tentatively going back in August to the wrong state. Now, let's get on to me dealing with Qatar Airways. Once again, I will not blame the airline. However, I do think their customer service could be a little bit better, um, which I'll get into because I spent hours on hold. Uh, I had to have my parents in Australia call the flight center and the help center over there because I couldn't get through to anyone. Now, the funny thing is, right, is I am a technically now stranded Australian overseas. I attempted to call the Qatar Airways hotline, wasn't able to get through. My dad called, he wasn't able to get through. But you may have the expectation of how on earth would you, how on earth would you get through? You know, what is the, also I'm gonna just add talking about DFAT to my list because that is something someone's mentioned. This question is now gonna be open-ended to the people that are listening in the Discord server. How do you think you'd be able to get through? Do you believe that you'd be able to get through because you have a booking issue or do you believe you'd be able to get through if you pretended you were a travel agent, therefore getting more money for the company? What one do you think you get through instantly to when you're having a call center, if you will, or help line? I'm posing this question to the people that are listening in the Discord server, by the way. So if there's a little... Yes. Uh, there's a user, Emirates CEO, in here who has basically confirmed that. So I waited two and a half hours on the hold. My dad also couldn't get through back in Australia where it was about 11, 11 p.m. for him. And I called again, pretended I was a travel agent, and um, I got through in 20 seconds. Let me just point that out, though. I got through in 20 seconds to someone because I pretended I was a travel agent in the, the stupid uh, key thing where it's like press one, press two. Like, <laughs> come on. But no, but if I have an issue with my flight and I have nowhere to live, that doesn't matter. But if I'm a travel agent, that's where that's where they that's where they draw the line. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. So I think he wasn't happy, but I'm just like, and yeah, I think there might be like dedicated lines, but at the same time, it's that sort of situation of you have to absolutely be kidding me. And it's so typical because what gets them more money? The travel agents that are looking, because honestly, they could be like, hey, you know, oh, I'm a travel agent. I have 50 people to book. Oh, that's a lot of cash for us. But you know, if I'm Someone that just needs a flight arrangement. That doesn't. That's not going to give them any money. So therefore, we are rendered useless to them. That was incredibly stressful. All the while dealing with an end of tenancy agreement and having nowhere to live and needing to get professional cleaners in and having flat viewings every second day and having seven flat viewings. Oh, another fun thing. Um, I have my flat is obviously being offered to people at the moment naturally because I'm moving out. Uh, yesterday, I was in a mad rush to be able to do some work for the YouTube channel. And uh, what happened? What do you, I mean, obviously flat viewings are very, if you've ever had one of your properties be viewed, you'll know it's very uh, aggravating and annoying because you have to pack up your flat and belongings. But I wonder what happened while I vacated the property. I got locked out. <laughs> I got locked out of the property because for some unknown reason, the estate agent used the wrong key and locked, uh, if you have ever, my, my, I'm not in a housing estate, I'm in like a little apartment, I'm in an apartment building, so there's the stairwell, if you know how that works, you have a stairwell that goes up, and then it's like, you have like a holding door, 
and then you have it splits into two and you have one flat and another flat and it's that sort of thing um basically no there's a that that holding door that leads onto the stairwell never ever ever locks it doesn't lock i've been here two years now and it's never locked once i've also had about 100 viewings now for some reason the woman locked it so up i come i'm wearing uh flip-flops no socks a really crappy t-shirt some shorts and i'm just stood out there i'm like well why won't this why won't this open flip-flops i was wearing in the uk because it was only meant to be a five minute viewing so it was meant to be a thing of in and out if that makes sense um i was just meant to you know stand outside and come back in and then obviously i needed to continue my work but no 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 the door wouldn't open so i try every single key none of it works i'm like well crap i can't get into my flat um and i'm stood out here like an idiot in the stairwell so I called him up. I'm like, I can't get into my flat. Oh, really? Why's that? I don't know. Because the door's locked. You know, I mean, it's such an incredible thing to think that that might be the reason of why I can't get in. But, uh, you know, anyway, so the door was locked. I was like, hmm, alrighty then. Well, what am I meant to do? You're the one that locked, like, uh, oh, no, sorry, never mind. I couldn't even call the estate agent. The estate agent wouldn't answer her phone. So I had to call the property managing place. I think if you've been listening to this podcast now, you're getting a gist that it just seems to be one after the other, one thing after another, after another, after another. Um, and to the person, Emirates CEO, that um, asks the question, it was open. However, she decided to lock it for no apparent reason. Um, yeah, so I called the property manager and she was like, okay, give me a second. I'll call the, uh, the estate agent. I'm like, well, I'm just literally stood out here, you know? So in the end, I ended up waiting 45 minutes in my stairwell before they finally arrived, because don't forget, they had to complete all their viewings before they could unlock me from my own flat. Uh, and then I got back, and then um, and then seven hours later, my flight got cancelled. <laughs> it's just absolutely brilliant. What a, what a brilliant week it's been, to say the least. It's It's been an absolute crap fest, to say the least. But it is what it is. There's unfortunately nothing I can really do with regards to that. Um... This is why I do like these podcasts. There's always something going on. I would argue when I probably go back to Australia, they'll be a bit boring. But right now, there is always something going on. It never ceases to amaze me how something always ends up happening to me. Um, I'm one of those people, if you're listening and you can relate to me, feel free to let me know. But I'm one of those people where there's never a normal day. There's never a day where I can be like, I can look back on it and I'm like, everything went well. Everything went according to plan. No, 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 no. Something always has to happen, even as dumb as being locked out or, I don't know, spilling my drink all over the floor. There's always, always something. So I'm just one of those type of people that, that happens to me. So, and this, and this is one of the things, this is why I adopt the mentality of if everything goes right, okay, this is going to sound really stupid, but basically if I'm watching a football game right and my football team wins, or if I go and have a really, really nice day and, okay, as dumb as it sounds, um my YouTube video does really well. Let's say it ranks one out of 10. And then subsequently, five minutes later, some good news happens with one of my hobbies. I'm a hundred, I will literally put, cross my heart and bet my whole entire bank account balance that something will go wrong in two hours. And it usually does. So I'm always like, crap, everything's been going right for me today. That's going to go bad. Um, and yeah, I don't mean American soccer. Oh, yeah, American soccer, pardon me. I should say football, but there are people here that are from the United States and so forth. I mean football everywhere, but it's soccer for those that call it soccer. So, yeah, it's just been a very, very hectic week. Um, 
there's obviously the option with Qatar Airways to cancel your flight. That's another thing I should mention. I actually called up Qatar Airways. The sole reason I called them up was because I was trying to get rescheduled for another flight to Melbourne. But I was told pretty explicitly from multiple people now that Qatar Airways have basically suspended their operations to most cities in Australia, which means everyone's getting bumped off and everyone's getting thrown on that Adelaide flight I was telling you about. My dad called the Qatar Airways hotline from Australia. He managed to get through before me. And he asked them, he's like, oh, well, uh, obviously my son got booked onto the... Um, this is while I was on hold. He's like, oh, my son got booked onto a flight to Adelaide. Uh, so does that mean he's going? And they're just like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, that doesn't mean he's going. I'm like, well, then why'd you get rebooked? And they're just like, oh, well, you know, because we just put you on the, the, the flight. And then it's like... <laughs> What, what an absolute what absolute joke um, yeah and I should mention that if I, everything was to go according to plan I'm arriving in Adelaide but there's no uh, additional travel added on so I'm going to ha- now have to book a flight from Adelaide to Melbourne with overweight luggage because once again I'm packing up my entire life and somehow get that all on a domestic flight That's all, that always makes me laugh you know these planes have 20 people on board sometimes even 6 people on board and they're so sketchy with the amount of baggage they allow on. Meanwhile, we're uprooting our entire life because the, the point of them is they're basically repatriation flights for citizens getting back to their home. They're not leisure flights. They're people trying to pack up their life and go back home. And they're so stingy with the amount of baggage they give you. So I'm definitely going over my baggage requirement. I mean, I'm packing up. My, I've had to throw out so many clothes and, and so much stuff, but it's like... What are you meant to do? You couldn't give me an, a little bit of an increase because I've spent... No, 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 no. Give me $700 and then I'll let you have your... Ex- All I've learned is, is that basically my bank account's been drained in the past month because there's always something. Whether it be trying to ship back clothes and having to pay $600 to get shipping back to Australia. Whether it be needing my flat cleans and having to spend another $400. Whether it paying $3,000 for quarantine. It's just an endless mess. I couldn't even tell you the amount of money I've spent trying to get back. All because of a global pandemic that's being labelled in Australia as our fault because we apparently abandoned the country because, God forbid, I came before COVID and wanted to explore the world. Don't worry, though, it's my fault. (laughs) Now, uh, I should mention that I had looked at flying with Singapore Airlines. That was something I was looking at doing because I've heard a lot better things about Singapore Airlines in getting citizens home over um, Qatar Airways. However, uh, lo and behold... I can't book a flight to Singapore Airlines because there's nothing available till God knows 2022. Um, And then, of course, all the rest still have issues. The main, basically, for people that are a bit confused and saying, oh, like, there's a whole other airlines, only select airlines are really offering those services to the said locations. Um, I'm in countless groups. And really, your main, the main options for getting back to Australia from someone that is stranded in London is Singapore Airlines, Qatar, and DFAT. DFAT is a, is a is run basically it's Qantas planes flying into the Northern Territory, I believe. Don't quote me on that, um, but it's one of those situations of there's a flight once every five months, and uh, in recent times they offer about twenty seats. To put it into perspective, I think according to calculations, there's something like forty thousand Australians stranded overseas at the moment, and that number grows every passing fleeting week. And they offer about I think this year they've offered about. 10 flights from London if that you know it might actually honestly be like seven flights from London this year each of those have had about 20 people or 30 people on board I just said 40,000 people so it does it literally does nothing 
you have to basically be pregnant, dying, or have a relative that's passed away to get on board that. Otherwise, they won't care. Also, it doesn't help that I booked the cheapest Qatar Airways flight possible and ticket range possible, which means whenever they're doing cancellations and bumps, I'm the first one that goes. So like I said, I'm tentatively going back in Australia at this point. I'm, what am I saying? I'm tentatively going back to Australia, pardon me, in Feb in August. Um, but that could be cancelled 10 days before and probably will be because it doesn't mean that my flight's guaranteed. There are people that have been bumped from Qatar Airways um, 10 times. I've only been bumped twice and once was meanful. So we could be in a roller coaster, and for the next five months, I could be coming to you from London. But we have to wait and see on that front. Um, in regards to positive news and, I guess, somewhat exciting news, I went to a university campus tour today, the university that I'm interested in attending here in London come next year. It was really, really enjoyable. I learned a lot more. It was good. Um, I'm trying to think what else I learned. Oh, people that are interested. It's, it's a university right next to um, London City Airport. And... Uh, it may or may not basically have a view of the runway operations and landing right in front so you could go and sit on a park bench study and literally watch the planes land and take off i mean you know <laughs> that's gonna be bad in regards to motivation if you're if you're there studying um and and wanting to have some outside time but it is a pretty sick view i'm not gonna lie so that was quite fun i did see a uh, couple of ba's leave well, i saw one leave and a private jet land which was really, really cool. That was pretty awesome. I knew it was always next to the airport, but it looks a lot cooler. I've got some videos, which I may pop in the Discord server, of the plane actually getting ready to leave. Um, and I have a couple of videos of the planes basically parked up at City Airport, not operating um, from my DLR train, which was, I'm not going to lie, quite cool to see. Yeah, I do have a, a very, very awesome video, which I will uh, just post now in the Discord server. And I'll continue with this podcast. And I'm trying to think of what else is really to cover uh, in this podcast. Because I feel like the main thing was my flight being cancelled. Which has been an absolute, absolute nightmare to say the least. Um, let me just send that video for the people that are listening to this. Especially listening to this in the Discord server. Once again, I'll reiterate, we have an officially partnered Discord server. Which you can uh, join with the show notes. I've actually just posted that video on the Discord server, but people that have seen that video, um, you can see that the plane's literally there, and there's a bunch of bunch of uh, benches, which is really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, and apologies for anyone with their ears. It's quite a loud video. For anyone that hasn't been plane spotting for a very long time because of COVID, hearing plane engines again, it's it's quite quite full on. Um. But yeah, I've got, I'm sitting right next to my PCR test. Had to order a PCR fit to fly test. Um, but, you know, I filled out documentation and, and guess what? That documentation is now invalid. That was sent to the government. So, pff, I mean, cheers, but it's now completely invalid. But I now have a PCR test that I don't even know when I'm going to be able to use because, you know, oh, that's another thing. I had to pay for this and it costs another $150. Do you know, are you, are you getting a theme? If you're catching on to the theme, everything costs a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> you know, like, it's just everything. And I do I do know in life that everything costs money. That, that'd be naive of me to say that not everything costs money. But it's just, like, far out. Basically anything to do with trying to get back. Uh, so, yeah, this costs $150. 
Um, give give or take that, and I don't know when to use it because there's people that have had their flights cancelled on literally the day. So you know, I could do this PCR test, right? This is basically what I could do: do this PCR test a day or two before I fly, get the results, then find out my flight's cancelled, then have a useless PCR test, and then need to spend another hundred and fifty dollars to get another one for whenever I'm rescheduled. So I'll be keeping this secure for whenever I need it. I say secure as literally the barcode says secure on it. That is some smooth skills from me in the podcasting uh, element, which I think I'm getting better at personally. If you were listening to the podcasts, when did I start? Let me have a look. The quickest way to check this is SoundCloud. Let's see. When was the first one when I technically came back after like a two-year hiatus from it? Three months ago. Okay. I would definitely say I've improved with the smoothness of podcasting, and I feel like there's more structure and less errors. If you've been listening, you may have noticed that. It might be a little bit more enjoyable to listen to. That was always going to uh, come with time. I never expected to be amazing to begin with um, because people might be like, oh, well, it's, it's very easy to do podcasting. You grab the mic and you talk. For people that are unaware, all my videos are scripted to the word. Well, I say to the word. Sometimes I add my own, you know, two cents in and put like an and or a but or however or you know what I mean. These podcasts are not scripted at all. It's literally basically me with a mic just saying whatever. I just have like a couple of dot points, which I rarely look at. So it is actually quite difficult. It's similar to live streaming, but it's almost that sense of you can't be quiet for five seconds because, you know, if I'm quiet now, because I'm trying to think of what to say, it's just like, you like, what? What's going on? Why have you just stopped talking? You always need to have the next thing in your head to come out and be ready to say. But I enjoy it, personally. Um, It's just a way for me to ramble, and like I said, I don't really do it for people that, I guess you could say, it's not a thing of, uh, because I don't make any money from it, so it's not a thing of like, oh, let me me get more money. It's honestly just a fun thing to do, and I don't really care if like 10 people listen or 50 people listen. You know, it's just if people are interested in hearing what's going on. Like I said, I usually make the effort to talk about some sort of aviation, but right now... Trust me in saying that aviation is the furthest thing from my mind, as you can probably imagine with everything going on. Um, So it just becomes a thing of if you're interested in hearing about stuff going on with me or you're interested in hearing. Because I I know I don't really do that on my channels. I really, really don't. If you were to go and look at my main channel, even the second channel, I don't feel like you could really get a gauge for anything about me, to be honest. You could probably get a gauge that I'm a male. People usually say I sound older, like 20. I've had so many people that are like, yeah, you're 26, 27. No, I'm only 20. I turned 20 basically right at the back end of last year. Um, so I'm only freshly out of my teens. and um, But a lot of people think I'm older and stuff. So it, I guess it's a sense of you wouldn't know half these things. You wouldn't know that this crap's been going on. You watch all the videos and you'll be like, why well, have the videos slowed down? But if you listen to the podcasts, you'll you'll know. All, and maybe it's a, a more interesting thing. Like recently I did one on what I do when it comes to work and that explained editing and I think maybe that helps some people understand more and if they wanted to do it for themselves they have more of a better understanding but yeah how long have we been going now I think it's like a decent amount about 30 minutes usually the shows vary in times I know a lot of people do podcasting and they'll be like 32 minute show but there's never a limit on how long I I go it's just sort of whenever it feels like it dwindles out and I don't have anything else to say on the matter I'm looking at um, my list. I've already talked about the flight being cancelled. I've talked about the difficulties trying to get through to Qatar Airways and how bad it's been trying to rebook because, like I said, there was nothing being offered. 
I've discussed how there's nowhere to live, briefly discussed the PCR test, attending the university open day, DFAT, I briefly discussed of how annoying that was. Um, I'm just trying to think. The second channel is about to hit 10,000 subscribers. That is something I've been astounded by. There are literal, literally days where my second channel, which is DJ's Transport, does better than um, the main channel, which which makes me laugh still to this day. I think I find it very, very funny that uh, it, it does better. Some like in, in regards to sometimes views per hour, the second channel does better. I'm like, all right then, fair enough. But I've really been enjoying it. Um, I'm not great with it. I'm going to be completely honest. I've received quite a lot of... Um, how do I explain it? Juicy emails from people that seem to be really pissed off with me um, and quite a lot of threats to do with me because I've messed something up on there, like I've mispronounced something. Um, it comes part and parcel. I really don't care. It's just quite funny to see how vexed people get if you make one little error. But like I said, I, I couldn't have even named you... It's one of those difficult things if I couldn't have even named you a single train operator in the UK three months ago two and a half months ago. I couldn't have, I couldn't tell you that Avanti West Coast existed or LNER. I literally wouldn't have been able to tell you anything. But I feel like one of the hard things for me is that I haven't really had the opportunity to sit down and try and learn more. Do you know what I mean? There's been so much going on. It's almost been like, there's been no opportunity for me to be like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and try and learn. No, because something's always happening. So I'm hoping uh, potentially if I can ever get back into Australia or if things calm down, I'll probably be able to try and learn a little bit more about trains, but I'm, I think the something I'm probably enjoying the most with regards to trains is not so much the, um, the aspect of this is the type of train. Cause I don't really know them. I wouldn't know them off by heart, but I like the HST, the class 800s, the, like the Azumas and stuff like that, which I feel like is a start, you know, everyone has to start somewhere, but I really enjoy the logistical nature of it. And that comes to like upgrading tracks and, improvements all around if that makes sense that's something i've been enjoying learning about and reading about and you know scrolling through network rails press releases and being like oh that's interesting why are they doing this and having having no idea why but by the end of it being like okay it makes sense and that's a genius idea like i think today's video was on a um a dive down which is basically like a an underpass that leads into a tunnel that is going to divert freight trains away from peterborough Peterborough usually I went I've been train spotting at Peterborough so there should be a video on the second channel of actual like regular train spotting or rail fanning whatever you want to call it but I've been there and one of the main things I found that was interesting was how we had freight trains pretty frequently occupying the platform that say an LNER class 800 Azuma but um shh, how, look I sound so professional when I that's the only train I can say <laughs> off by art without needing to like look something up um, so don't, don't be like convinced I know what I'm talking about because I don't. Um, yeah, it's quite, it was quite funny to see constant freight trains and then all of a sudden you have a LNER going to God knows where, like Edinburgh or something like that. Um, but yeah, this, this dive down pass, if you will, and it go leads into a tunnel and it's basically going to divert the freight trains away. So it becomes more of a dedicated passenger. Like, blah. I think it's quite cool. I think that's a great idea. I think it will help this flow of traffic and it's all part of the um the east east coast main line i think it is i'm gonna get there eventually i'll stop making this it's so confusing i mean it's hard enough with planes and now i'm like oh god what's this and then this amtrak and then there's something in another country in germany and then there's oh god there's trains in australia it's like my god my head 
Um, but yeah, it's part of their upgrades because I, I remember I looked at LNER and they want to reduce times on a lot of their services out of London. And I guess a lot of these upgrades we're seeing are in the hope that they can reach those goals, even if it's just 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that it wasn't totally crap. Um, and, and I mean, maybe you had a laugh at some of the stories or whatever, maybe laughed at my expense of my pain and suffering. Um, because it's, it's been terrible. I hope that maybe next week we'll have a better podcast in it. I'm not going to, I'll say it. In an ideal world, next week I'll come with the podcast saying I've managed to secure accommodation. I'm not moving out just yet. I'm comfortable and I'm making videos. Or next week, it might be I have nowhere to live. I'm living in a hotel room and I can't make videos. Let's pray that it's the first one. Because if it's the second one, I don't know how I'm going to survive. And I'll probably have many breakdowns and, and be very, very stressed and upset and just done with it all. So let's cross our fingers. The last time I said in an ideal world was 12 hours ago when I spoke to my parents saying in an ideal world, I'd get rescheduled into Australia, into Melbourne, and that never happened. So let's hope I haven't jinxed myself, but I am the king of jinxing myself. Um, but yeah, thank you very much once again for the support on all my, on all my YouTube channels and, and listening to the podcast and just, I guess, taking your time to listening to this absolute renting and venting, pardon me, and rambling. Um, today is July the 14th, and I need to just check the day for July 19th. What day is that? That is, uh, okay, we get it. Someone has a motorbike. Um, July 19th is this Monday. So this coming Monday is my sixth anniversary on YouTube. Six years. I started my YouTube channel as I was 14 living in my bedroom in Australia on a small, small desk. That is incredible. So yeah, six years on YouTube. A lot has changed in six years. I've basically grown up with the channel. That is that is pretty cool. So this will probably be the, the podcast that comes out around about there. So I'd like to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart for six years. Like I said, none of this would be possible without people that watch the channel and support it. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's free content, but just watching a video supports it and, and shows it you care as dumb as it sounds there's various obviously there's obviously ways you can support the channel in multiple why is there a moth around my face oh my god this is what i mean something's always going on there's various ways you can obviously support the channel but just simply tuning in once a week means more more than enough or even just listening to this podcast means more than enough so thank you very much it's had its ups and downs the past six years to say the least there's been a lot of growing a lot of downs a lot of incredible highs and a lot of mediocre times. Um, but at the end of the day, we made it through, I'd like to say, the pandemic. Hopefully, again, I haven't jinxed that and then something ends up happening. Um, but like I said, I think we made it through the pandemic pretty unscathed. It got pretty bad, but we're, we're seeing the end of it. I've gone through my high school years, my late teen years, to adulthood and all that jazz, with this channel basically always there and always speaking on videos and and knowing the same people for the past six years and now having this Discord server where you see the same names and you recognize them and you see them in chat every day and you're like, it, it almost just becomes like someone you just talk to, like a mate sort of thing. And, and that's really, really, really cool. Even to the point where, you know, through the community that we've created together, people will go and play games, whether that be Roblox or Minecraft or whatever it is, or Call of Duty, or will literally make their own group chat together. And have taught, you know, there's people that have found each other 
through my videos that to this day, sometimes six years on, are friends. You know, that is, that's, that's literally incredible to think that people do that. That's, that's basically what a community should be is where someone like feels safe in that environment, no matter what they are, no matter what race, gender, sexuality, all that jazz is, you know, they feel, they feel safe and welcomed. And I'm glad we've been able to create that. Um, I'd say on the YouTube channel, but then again, YouTube comments are pretty, yeah, I won't go into that, but I know YouTube comments can be iffy sometimes. But I guess in the extended community, when it comes to Twitter, Discord, and so forth, it's usually... Can this moth honestly stop hitting me in the face? Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so thank you very much for six years. Here's to six more. I don't know. I don't think we'll be around in six years, to be honest. We can hope. Maybe there'll be one video a week. Me, a grown man. <laughs> we'll see where we are in six years. But it's been a, it's been a fun ride so far. And as I continue to grow and settle down... And everything like that. Um, we'll see what happens with the channel and what happens to the aviation industry. And I'm sure we'll look back on this moment in however many years and be like, God, do you remember when the 787 had issues? Now the 7 blah blah what is just coming out or whatever it may be. I say that and watch in six years time, the 777X will probably still be under testing. So we'll see what happens. But obviously there's a lot of exciting things to come in the aviation world. Thank you very much. I'm going to actually finish up the podcast now. I have a habit of trying to continue on and on and on for like 20 minutes when I should have ended it a long, long time ago. Um, but thank you very much, everyone, for listening to those that joined live and decided to spend their time listening to this podcast and, you know, wasting their evening. I appreciate you very, very much as well. And to those that contributed to the podcast by saying stuff in the Discord server as well, a big, big shout out to you. I will see you tentatively next week for another podcast. I say tentatively because if um, life turns into a crap fest and I have nowhere to live, I'm not sure if doing a podcast will be a complete priority. We'll have to wait and see. But if you see in your subscription feed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify a new podcast next week, then you'll probably know that everything turned out to be okay. So cross your fingers, hope that everything goes well for me, and I hope everything goes well for you in your life as well. Take care, bye-bye, be safe, and I will see you next week, hopefully, for another podcast. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you haven't already, feel free to follow my socials, being that of YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the DJ's Aviation Branding. If you're interested in seeing my large collection of car, transport, aviation, and natural landscape photography, you can check me out on Flickr. Interested maybe in also joining a Discord community with thousands of members, you can do so with the vanity URL of discord.gg forward slash aviation. We'd certainly love to see you there. Until the next podcast, be safe and take care.